Ooh, World Superbike. I I want to say this. World Superbike is delivering this year. Isn't like, it? Yeah. The, it, I mean, the races have been outstanding um, with, with what I like. I'm tired of the drama that has nothing to do with bikes on the racetrack. I'm tired of power going out. I'm tired of freight not showing up. I'm tired of rain for everything but the race. I'm tired of it. I want I want drama on the racetrack, but the rest of this stuff, I it does not make it interesting. You and I were talking about that. I'm frustrated with it. Like I I'm done. But World Superbike. Oh, well, you got what you wanted this weekend track. in World Superbike. Oh didn't man. You? That's right. I sure did. Well, in race one, they were in Aston, number one, the Cathedral of Speed. Race one, Johnny Ray finishes first. Alvaro Bautista finishes second. Top rack, Razgat Lioglu finishes third for his third straight or fourth straight third place. Um, I'm telling you, man, that, that Cowie just looks so strong. But having said that, so does Bautista on the Ducati so far. Uh, they look to be a step ahead of Top Rack. Um, I, I just think they've got some stuff to figure out at Yamaha. I do think Top Rack will get it before the season's done, but he has he has done himself you know no favors. He's a good ways behind Alvaro Bautista now, um, and even behind Johnny Ray, he, he's farther behind Johnny Ray now than he was at any time last year. Um, and he's much farther behind Alvaro Batista than he was behind Johnny Ray any time last year. So he's got to really figure it out. He's got to go on a serious run here if he wants to do it. But in race one, Ray was masterful. He he did everything right. He he I, even though Bautista was crazy fast there in that third sector, he could not outbreak Johnny Ray into the chicane at the end. He just couldn't do it. And it, and it's just so different from last year when the Kawasaki was struggling on lean on the brakes this year it is rock solid yeah um you know I, I mentioned to you that I ran up and picked up the bike from uh, from J1's house this weekend but uh, he was talking about World Superbike a little bit and I told him that was a comment I made to him actually I said um you know do you remember what Raz Gaglioglu looked like last year on the brakes I said well that's what the Kawasaki looks like this year only not nearly as loose, you know, Raz Gatlioglu liked to, you know, seem like the, he likes the bike sliding around a little bit, you know, we have rear wheel off the ground. Um, Jonathan Ray's bike looks unbelievably stable, um, under brakes, uh, at lean so much drive off of a corner, um, so much drive off a corner that it really surprised me about yeah. how, just how quick it really jumps off of a corner, um, for that Kawasaki. I mean, you know, you and I both know that the Kawasaki seems like it makes a lot more power up towards the top end, but, um, but man alive, the way that Jonathan Ray can get off of a corner with that bike this year, it, it's really impressive. Um, you know, because he knows he's got to take the fight to Alvaro Batista, I think, and, and both the, uh, the Ducati and the, uh, the Yamaha they're we know that they're low end bikes. They love making power down low and through the mid range. Um, but the Kawasaki this year just, just looks so developed. I mean, it looks like what we're seeing in the 2019, you know, or a 2020 um, consecutive world championship winning bike. Absolutely. I agree with you. I, I think that I just think that they did a ton of work in the off season and that's what you're supposed to do. Their bike looks so much better than it did last year to your, you said it looked uh, super developed. 
And man, what a difference a year made. I mean, they really went back and worked hard on that bike and figured it out. And that's all credit to Kawasaki, KRT, to Johnny Ray, to his team, because I know that that was hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of work in the lab, in the, you know, in the garage, yeah. on the track. And, uh, you know, it's paying off tip so of the far, cap you know? to I mean, he Absolutely. Is, tip of the cap to them. He's in second place in the championship right now, but, you know, it's a long season. It is. It is a long season. And as long as he can keep it up, you know, I think he'll be right there. I think, you know, we saw what happened in race two, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But mm -hmm. I think without that, I think he wins that race too because he just looks so strong. I, I just, um, but, you know, he did win that race, uh, race one. So, you know, for, for Kawasaki, I, I don't know why they're struggling with, uh, you know, Alex Lowe's mechanical stuff so much, but Johnny Ray's bike is sorted. So figure it out there, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> I felt bad for him. I mean, his stuff is going bad, but you know, Johnny's is super, super sorted. So that's good. Um, I want to give a shout out to Eker Likawona finishing fifth in race one. Um, and Loris Baz finishing sixth. I mean, I I did not expect Lakeawana to be finishing this high this year. Honestly, I just after Bautista struggled all year last year, and was it Haslam on the bike last year with yes, him? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I just thought they would struggle a lot more, but Lakeawana and and maybe Honda did some development of their own, but Lakeawana came in and is really riding really well and, and Vieje is doing okay he's not the worst he finished 11th in race one he's he's finishing races okay but really surprised at Lekawona so I mean are you in agreement with me there well I mean I, I can't really say that I'm shocked um you know we saw Iker Lekawona on the world level at GP you know once he knew that he wasn't going to get re-signed with KTM this year uh, he had a few, uh, a couple top tens, you know, so he really had no pressure. He just went out, rode the bike and, and he has a lot of talent on the bike. And, you know, he, he proved that at KTM having a, a subpar tech three bike and not really getting along with the bike and not really jiving as well with the team as either, um, you know, and, and not really having a home, you know, those are a lot of mental variables to really contend with. And the kid comes out and still puts it up on the, you know, puts it in the top 10. He did. So, yeah. you know, the Honda is, it was a lot, it was really fast in a straight line last year. And I will say, you know, watching race two when Lekawona was battling up front, um, I mean, he was riding the wheels off of that bike. It, it, the The rear end was all over the place. And, and I, I told Angie a couple of times, like, gosh, he is just smoking the rear tire, you know, and burning it up. But um, I think that as the season goes on, I think he's just going to get stronger. And I hope that he has a more permanent home here in World Superbike because he's one of those guys that just elevates the sport uh, where he's at, you know, and. Um, some guys are meant to elevate the, the GP level sport. Some guys are meant to elevate, um, world Superbike. you know, and, and that's, there's, there's no, no disparaging comment that there towards like a one. It's just a, it's just where he finds his groove, I believe. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but all that to say he's doing a great job this year. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I, I didn't mean to take anything away from, him. you know, that, that was, I meant listen, that in, in no more backhanded compliments, compliments you know? to eager. Okay, Eker doesn't like it when you do that. Um, but 
I guess we'll mention the American. You know, he he got there and he finished eighth, I believe. That's right. Um, in the in race one, so good for him. Um, top ten. He is well. Hold on, because <laughs> he started in sixth. So, you so know. he didn't do great. I was just trying to get past it so you didn't get on a soapbox. All right. Well, I'll let it go this week. Well, after next race weekend, you owe me a soapbox if he does poorly again. Well, he we don't even have to wait that long. What did he do in race two? He did. He made another mistake diving in there in turn one. I don't. I, I disagree with that. I don't think that was necessarily a dive. I think that he just got his front end pulled off. You know, chopped a little bit, and uh, that's that's the slowest well, corner on the track. He was offline, man. Yeah, but what was he doing in there? He was never going to make that corner. What angle did you, you know see it. it from? You can't. You could. You could not see his trajectory. There's no way. You. They. He. Come on. There was no way he was going to make that corner because the way he hit. Was he hit Ray? Right. He went into the back of Ray. It tore his tore his front uh, front fairing. Right. Off. He went into the back of Ray. I think the bike there, was lean though. I, I think he was getting the bike turned and Ray just chopped his nose off. I I absolutely I think he was making that corner. I don't. Think I just think he was in the wrong spot. And because you have to you have to look at how Ray took that corner all weekend long too. He took a wider line in, so he squared it off and and got a strong exit on the back. I think that his line and and Gerloff's line just didn't jive. Now the good thing mm. is he didn't take either person out. So so kudos to both of them for not going down. Unfortunately, Garrett Gerloff just wasn't able to continue because well, he ripped yeah, the his, bearing his off. bike was broken. Yeah, um, absolutely. But no, 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 no. I'm not. Uh, I'm not thrilled this weekend with uh, Garrett Gerloff's performance. Um, he's ridden a lot here at Assen. He he looked very strong at Assen last year until he went straight up the back of top rack in turn one. Um, you know, great launches and and this really was the beginning almost of the end last year for Garrett Gerloff, um, yeah. if you will. I don't uh, think he's ever recovered from it, honestly. Not yet. No, he hasn't yet. So I, I'm still holding out hope. Um, but I, I just I, I was pretty frustrated yeah. this weekend, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, let's mention the Super Bowl race really quick. You know, Ray wins the Super Bowl. Rascat Yaglu finishes second. About Alvaro Batista finishes third. Now they had a red flag, so it was a lap shorter than normal. Um, but you know. I like the Super Bowl race. I think it's, you know, it's basically a sprint, right? Ten laps. Um, but I'm telling you that last year, Top Rack was so good with the X tire. You know what I mean? He he just, mm-hmm. in those races, he was so good. It was so hard for Ray to keep with him and then beat him just a couple of times. I think Aston was one of the places he did it. But this year, it's just not the same. The, 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 the level of the bikes around top rack and Bautista just jumped right in on there and, and is, is right on top rack, right from the jump. And, uh, top rack just, he doesn't have the advantage in the braking zone he had last year. Um, he's still riding really, really well. It's just that these other bikes I think are outperforming his bike. In addition to there's some motivation from Ray. Right and and from Bautista to be Ray looks quite like honest. a younger a younger rider to me this year. Yeah. So, um, but the Super Bowl race was pretty was was really good. I like it because it, it has a lot of action. But having said that, this year all their races have been pretty action packed. So, I'm 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 excited for this season of World Superbike so far. Uh, did you see anything special you wanted to mention about the Super Bowl race? Not particularly. Okay. Well, let's go to race two because that's what we've been waiting to talk about anyway. Mm-hmm. We saw Alvaro Bautista win that race, 
Andrea Locatelli finishes second, and Eaker puts it on the podium for Honda. So, top work, young fella. Good job. But let's talk about what we really want to talk about in this race. Whose fault was it? You have the floor. So, at the end of the day, I, it's it's a racing incident, I think. Um, I do think it was Top Rack's crash, personally. Um I know that both of them kind of went back and forth and one, you know, Jonathan Ray said, well, I was ahead. Um, and then top Rex said, no, was. I was ahead. Uh, was but not. I think if you look at the crash, um, if you look at the, the still images, cause we, uh, you know, we didn't get a good video of the crash, but I did see still images of it. And, and Ray's bike was in front while the bikes mm -hmm. were on the ground. So to me, that says that Ray was in front and he, or he was at the very least had more corner exit speed to get past, um, I think what we saw in that particular corner was um, Top Rack obviously outbroke himself. He knew that Jonathan Ray had been coming. He's been seeing Jonathan Ray outbreak him all season long so far. He's had, what, six races now to, to, to watch Jonathan Ray just break better than he did. And that's what Top Rack was known for all last year was outbreaking everybody on the grid. Well, now he's not doing that. You, you know, even at, at Aragon, going into turn one, he couldn't outbreak Jonathan Ray and that's nope. the, you know, the heaviest nope. braking zone in that, uh, that track and he couldn't do it. Um, so obviously top rack out broke himself going into turn one. He went wide, went out to the curbs, trying to get the bike, trying to get that line blocked. So Jonathan Ray wouldn't come past because he would have come, you know, he knew he was coming. Um, and Jonathan Ray took the gap as any, as what he's contracted to do by Kawasaki, right. You know, to go out and win races. Um, I think top rack would have done the same thing in the same situation. So to me, there's no, um, it, it's just a racing incident. You know, I, I really think that, that I, it's unfortunate for both riders that we got raw, you know, we, they didn't get to finish and didn't get points and we got robbed of a good, another good race. Um, but it's one of those things. Um, I, I, like I said, I do think it was top racks crash though. How about you, sir? I, I do agree that it's Top Rack's crash, and here's why I get frustrated with Top Rack. You said it. He outbroke himself. He went deep. He was on the curb. That means that you no longer... Now, I, let me preface all this by saying I always think the guy behind is responsible for not hitting the guy in front of you. doesn't matter what the guy in front does. You don't hit the guy behind. From the guy behind, you does not hit the guy in front. In any racing, it's always the guy behind's responsibility not to make contact with the guy in front of him. So when you but but you don't have the right to come back onto the racing right. line Changing whenever you line. want yep. when you lose the racing line. Right. This this crash never happens if Toprak isn't way offline. And he's acting like Ray was supposed to let him back in. Ray outbroke himself into turn one earlier. And ended went up wide, in yeah. Fifth, and, and, went, and went wide and slotted back in fifth place. But Toprak is not willing to do that. That's Toprak's problem. This will become a problem for Toprak, especially if he's desperate. And that's what I felt like that was. He he's, is yeah, so desperate yeah. because he's five races in a row He's not been able to beat Johnny Ray. Five races in a row. And it's it's got to be hard. You're the defending world champion. I get it. But you cannot, under any circumstance, outbreak yourself, go way offline, and this just decide, you know what? 
I'm coming back in. They got to let me in. No, they don't. No, they do not. And it was a racing incident because I don't believe there was malice there. But at the same time, there is a personal responsibility of every rider when they're offline, their mistake, to respect the other riders who did not make a mistake and were close enough, as Johnny obviously was. He was already ahead of you, and you just decided, nah, I'm going to go. You could see Johnny. He couldn't see you. And that that's what bothered me about it. it I don't... It, it was a racing incident, but it was 100% Top Rack's crash, in my opinion. I'm a little frustrated with Top Rack and his, his inability to admit that. Um, I thought Johnny Ray was pretty diplomatic about it. Yeah. But yeah. then Top Rack is looking at Johnny like he did something wrong. Like, why did you hit me? I, I wanted, I yelled some cuss, cuss words at him. I did. And, and I, I disliked it. I disliked that. And I disliked the attitude that no matter what, I'm going to do it because we've talked about our in our personal conversations how I feel about Max Verstappen in F1. I feel like yeah. he's the yeah. same way. He doesn't care. He's not going to give it up. Even after he's already made the mistake, doesn't matter. I'm going to – it's it's Winnett or Bennett and – you know, they don't cry, they don't touch each other a whole lot, Top Rack and Johnny. So this isn't a common thing, but I'm afraid it could become that way if Top Rack gets more desperate. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, um, no, it does. Um and, and I think that you're right because Top Rack is already at that desperation point. I think he he's gonna watch that points lead just start to you know, get further and further and wider and wider as the season goes on if if Jonathan Ray continues to be strong and if our Alvaro Batista continues to be strong enough to beat top rack you know because right now alvaro batista is that wedge between uh, jonathan ray and and top rack so um and that's the thing for a guy like bautista he can sit there and let those two beat each cut, other yep, up let them cut each other up during the during right the first he few doesn't laps. he doesn't get involved with it my it's going to be very interesting to me because what i know about bautista from his gp days he's not afraid he does not care. Like he, he. I, I think remember there was. admitted a, it one after in one of the post race interviews this weekend. You know, he said that he just sat back and watched. And it was fun to watch him. You know, go at each other and yeah. then you know just sit back and wait on it. So, um, yep. I I think Bautista is obviously a smart rider. So he just well, he's, he's just waiting. He's for been it around for a long time, yeah, right? Absolutely. He, yep. He's had some experience, but I can I can promise you that he will not hold back if Top Rack starts doing desperation moves and, you know, takes him out or, you know, bumps him when he doesn't feel it was necessary or whatever. I don't, he will not, he will not hesitate to stick it right back under top rack and right. give him a taste of on medicine. Uh, but, you know, I, I think it, it's good for the racing. This, this kind of drama is what I want from racing. And, th and this is good for, to make me watch every single week, you know, um, so I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what happens with Bautista, Ray, and Toprak, because beyond that, is there anybody really that could challenge for this world championship? 
I don't think so. You know, I'm you don't, I mean, the, when you're watching the race, do you get the yeah, feeling no, that I, this no, guy's just a little bit off? He might get there. Yeah, I the don't. straight gaps that these guys are winning by are just are. You know, these these three riders just run away with races. So if we ever have a weekend, you know, where where all three of these guys are out for whatever reason, then we might see new winners. But uh, I think that you can almost set your watch by it that one of these three guys are going to be winning at each weekend. Yeah, I agree with you because I I think. I think you're right. Their level is just much, much higher. And so, you know, to that end, congratulations to him. But I think it will make for really good racing, though, because you really only need two at the front to have great races every time. And now with three, ooh, this could be, I mean, we could see some really exciting stuff. I'm excited for the rest of the year to watch Superbike. Um, But, you know, World Superbike is giving me everything I want right now. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I couldn't be happier. Um, let's talk about Super Sport for just a minute. Um, Dominique Egeter is running away with it. The end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Egeter looks like he just picked up right where he left off last year. He looked brilliant. Uh, both races. Um, I, the first race, he wins. Egeter wins. Van Stralen went second. And Bulaga goes third. I want to give a shout out to Vince Strahlen. That was his home race, you know, and he mm-hmm. barely lost. Yeah. Um, but he ran an unbelievable race. What a weekend for a guy coming in his home race, you know, not really a competitor beforehand. He ran a great race and led most of the race, but we just know that Dami has got it. And I, I had to be honest when I was watching the race, I never thought Vince Strahlen was going to win ever. I, yeah, I, we, I mean, you've seen it, but and I think that Dami Dami Agater kind of got lucky with with the timing of that pass, you know, when the, the red flag, you know. So, but I do think Dami Agater was getting ready to pull the pin and just you know say he was yeah. done with that. So he, we saw I, it all last year. Yeah, there's he, no reason. I think he would have won by two or three seconds. Honestly. Yeah, there's no I, reason I, for I, us to believe that that wouldn't happen again for him right. just to run away with it. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, but you know, we do want to say that uh, Nicolo Bulaga. Did a great job. We talked about it while we were talking about Moto America. Did a great job, and he's doing a yeah. great job this year. That's the thing. Like he really is. Um, you know, Bulaga is now in third. He's 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 a good ways behind Agater, but everybody's way behind Agater. Um, but he he's in third, and that's that's super solid for the first four races in your World Supersport career. So I'm happy about that. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think you know Lorenzo Baldassare uh, crashed out of race one. Uh, that was unfortunate. But you know I think you know the nice thing is for him is that there are a lot of races, and he came back in race two. He finished second, um, which was a great race too. And uh, you know, Dami Egger is just he's just on another level right now. He's dominating. But we know how fa- how quickly momentum can change if uh, you know he gets a string of bad races. This thing could close up really really quickly and like i said there's a bunch of races what did you see in super sport uh more or less the same thing you know i did laugh whenever um i, well, I, was, I did laugh but i did uh make the comment uh, whenever baldessari crashed in race one i, I did look at Andrew and say classic baldessari um you know from the, the gp <laughs> days but um as far as race two goes really good rebound really good to put it up on the box you know he's he's gonna get he's a great rider i mean he wouldn't have been in moto two wouldn't have been in moto two if he wasn't right um, right. As far as Chan on Chu being on the podium, 
uh, for race two. I think that's a really important podium for Channel Chu. You and I have talked about it before, that he really comes out strong in the beginning uh, of races, but then just really fades as the race goes on. Um, it's, it's almost, you You say you can set your watch by it. Right, you really you know, can. You um, really can. It's, it, it's crazy. But I, th- I think it was a good result for him, you know, and then, and, and then Bula again, you know, top four. So, um, I, and even, you know, looking down just a little bit further down, you know, seeing triumph in fifth and sixth on hot with uh, Hannah Sumer yeah. and then Stefano Manzi, that's a really good result for the, for, uh, for triumph as well. So mm-hmm. we're seeing this, uh, this super sport class, um, really start to shape up. I, I mean, you know, uh, even in uh, seventh place, Nikki Tuli on the MV. So, you know, we've got uh, uh, three, four, five. You know, we've got all these manufacturers in the top ten, it, and that's what makes exciting racing for us. Absolutely, absolutely. I, well, I can't. Cannot choose. Just got to figure out tire wear. Yeah, he's got to figure that out. And race if he management. Does, that, that's his that's race right. craft is just kind of off right now. It's still a little yeah. immature, but you know, we kind of see the same thing out of his brother. I th- I don't know what they're teaching him over there, but man, they do the same thing. You're absolutely. But you know, his brother is there at the end of races because, and everybody's terrified when he's there at the end of races because they know. <laughs> I'm terrified. I'm sitting at home and I'm scared. I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, I'm squeezing, I'm squeezing, I'm squeezing the couch pillow. Like he's I'm like, not meaning he's to. He's like an I'm old Darren like, Bender on. with razor sharp elbows. <laughs> well, I mean, it, you're right. And, and I think he, I think he will, if he wants to, if he's really serious about his racing career, he'll have to. Uh, but right now he does look good. I think he, he's, he's, lasting a little bit longer than last year with the leaders but when it comes to agator come on come on yeah the, I, dude, I mean, let's not take it's just on fire so so right i mean dominic agator is a phenomenal rider let's not you know we're we've 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 waxed lyrical about that but we really need to pay attention to that Tenkata team too, though, because they bring a really good bike yeah. on the grid you know and yeah and, and part of that so so part of chan on shoes um, issue could be, and the same thing with the Evan Brothers bike. You know, the Evan Brothers uh, R6, it won the uh, championship with Randy Krubenacher there a couple of years ago. Um, so, well, they were great with Odendahl last year. Right, uh, uh, right. Uh, I mean, uh, point being, they, they bring a really good bike to the grid, you know? Yeah. And not that the Kawasaki Puchetti racing team doesn't, but are they at that next level is kind of where I'm going with it. You know, is, is, is that Kawasaki getting a little long it, in the tooth because I think that's still a 599, correct? Uh a, I don't think it's a 636 over there cuz I don't I don't think they have that in Europe. So is I'm pretty um, sure there's still 599 engines I think yeah. is in that that yeah. that rule book. Um Yeah. But uh so, but maybe not. Right. There's a there's a there's a question there, you know, and as we get into the the technical weeds a little bit so Dan, well, Dan can tell us. Ask Dan. Uh, Dan well, knows. Dan, Dan, Dan knows everything. Know. Well, he will tell you an answer whether it's correct or not. That's what I know. But I, what I do know about Canon Chu is the same problem every time. So I have a hard time thinking it's a team and they they can't figure out what to do every race. You mean you're telling me this same pattern happens every race? You can't fix it? I don't believe that. Um, but well, you see point, trends, though. You know, I, I mean, obviously, look, last year in World Superbike, you know, Jonathan Ray was having trouble on the front end. You know, and was was he yeah. was you know he was bad towards the end of not not bad. You know what I mean? His he but was having, having trouble managing year. the front tire. It's not happening this year, so they figured something out. So maybe right. that Pichetti team just hasn't found the golden egg yet, right? Maybe not. I, I, but it's not always easy to find either. Let's point that out. Absolutely. It's not like they're not 100%. trying to figure it out. Um, yeah, but. You know, I, 
it's hard for me to get uh, get onto those guys. But all in all, super excited for everything happening with the World Superbike Paddock this year. Hundred percent. The races have been Absolutely. great. The the competition is really strong, uh, and they do a great job as a series. I think so. Super. I'll say this too. Superbike makes me want to ride more personally. I don't know what it is. Watching World Superbike, you know, watching MotoGP. I, I enjoy watching MotoGP. I enjoy talking about MotoGP, speculating, playing the fantasy league. You know, all that stuff's a lot of fun. But watching World Superbike really kind of lights the fire under me to go get the bike put back together. You know, and actually go out and do a track day. I told I told my wife that this well, uh, this weekend too. So well, as our good friend Greg White always says, this is the same bike you can go and buy off the showroom floor right now. It you is can, not the yeah. same bike. <laughs> Slap some Dunlop tires on it, grab a pit board, oh, and you're racing. And go racing we go. that weekend, Here as we Greg go. White says, and go racing. Yeah, I mean, you you can go racing to the to your point, but I think the biggest thing for uh, World Superbike is you're right. It it's, it's exciting racing, so that gets your juices flowing. And then, you know, number one, we ride Kawasaki, and Kawasaki's in this championship, so it's yeah, exciting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I'm with you. But you know what? You said you like talking about MotoGP. Let's go do it. 